So welcome to Diversity Matters, a podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion at Ireland Home-Based Services. I'm your host, Susanna Olivas. As always, to start this podcast, we want to remind you what D, E, and I stands for. D stands for diversity, E stands for equity, and I stands for inclusion. Our mission statement for the DE&I committee is working together to build a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment for all. For this episode, we have a guest joining us. So Jack from Region 10 will be joining me today. Jack, do you want to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little about yourself? Uh, Yes. Hello there. As Susanna said, my name is Jack. I've been in Ireland for almost two years now. I'm currently in school for my master's in social work, and I want to be a therapist. In my spare time, I like to play basketball and video games. I also like to listen to crime podcasts or videos on YouTube. My favorite thing, however, is being able to be a cat dad to my cat named Sam. She is the first of her name, and she is Queen of the North. That's a Game of Thrones reference. I enjoy working in Ireland because of the kids I get to work with and because I like being able to help them. For this month's episode, we're going to talk about veterans and the different things to keep in mind when working with a veteran. We want to cover different tips and resources that are available to veterans. Jack is here with us today so that he can share his experience from when he was in the Army and also share his tips for working with a veteran. As I stated, Jack is going to talk to us a little about his own experience. We are going to touch on a few different things before we really get into our advice on working with someone who considers himself a veteran. So I'm going to keep the first question simple. How long were you in the Army? I was in for three years. I went in right after high school. I got out. I was either 21 or 22. I can't remember. So what was your motivating factor to go into the Army? To be honest, I wanted to go in the Army most of the time when I was in high school. I saw it as a way out the lifestyle that I was living while I was a younger teenager when graduation came up, I joined because I didn't have a place to live otherwise. So it sounds like the Army was a way for you to try to better your future. Do you believe that your life is bettered since you enlisted? I would say, yeah. Going to the Army taught me how to be an adult. In the Army, I learned how to shave, how to do laundry, because I didn't know how to do that before, how to respect others. And I was able to meet people who showed me what it was like to have friendships that were meaningful and worthy. What was your favorite memory and or experience? Favorite memory was when we were in the field training. I was there with my buddies and we were, I got to spend the night together. I know it sounds kind of weird, but that's how we did it. And it was a lot of fun because we spent the night telling other ghost stories and that was cool. So it sounds like that was the ultimate sleepover. So do you still keep contact with those you served with? Yeah, I still talk to them uh, sometimes. They're still my friends. So what would you say is your least favorite experience? I would say my least favorite experience where it had to be the bureaucracy and the culture overall was some viewpoints that were like if you didn't believe in this then you were dumb or whatever there's a lot of that in there you have to deal with if you aren't in with those at the top you don't get treated as fairly as those are and also did not like how some way people were treated based on mental health can you describe more of the culture that you experienced what is it about how people were being treated that you did not agree with it really depends on the unit you were based in if it was a combat unit or not. It was different for me because when I first started, women were not allowed in infantry, so we didn't have any women on company. It was all dudes of like 200 people, and I never really saw a woman um, at work unless I went to a different unit. So it was completely different. A lot of people didn't like when we introduced women 
a lot of people were like, well, they can't do it. When really, anybody can do anything. It's not very fair to address somebody like that. The culture thing I noticed was that mental health was not valued at all. I felt like it was frowned upon to seek help. What was it like once you weren't in the Army anymore? Um, honestly, it was hard. It was hard to adjust because you were no longer having somebody tell you what to do. When I got out, I didn't know what my next steps were going to be. Also, I did not know what my purpose was going to be because I didn't know what I wanted to do. At first, when I went to school, I was studying computer science, and that was super, super hard. So then I switched to social studies. I was a substitute teacher for a couple years. Then I finally found social work, and here I am. All right, can you give us some examples of things that were different for you? Yeah, one thing I can think of is work and how much more professional like I have to be outside the Army. When I was in the Army, I, we would just cuss and mess around, but working in Ireland is not like that at all. I dress slightly more professional, and I have to speak and show myself in a personal manner. So it sounds like the culture in the Army is much more relaxed and how others treat each other, the way that people speak to each other in the Army is much more relaxed than how you and I can speak to each other, especially how we would speak to our team leads or regional directors. So what was your favorite part about leaving the Army? I would say my favorite part by far is not having to get up at like 4.30 to work out. I don't mind working out, but I really don't like it waking up at 4.30 when I go to sleep at like midnight. So that was not fun. What was your least favorite part about having to leave? I would say it has to be dealing with like the mental aspect of not knowing what to do and then leaving my friends. That was pretty hard because they felt like my family. Um, I didn't see a lot when I was there, but I still have anxiety about some experiences that I have dealt with. I hate saying this, too, because I I didn't see combat. So it's embarrassing talking to a veteran who did because I didn't share their experience. I don't feel like mine is as valuable as theirs. Do you think that having this experience has helped you when it comes to working with some of our veteran clients? Do you think that you have a different way to go about sessions as someone such as myself who has no military background at all would go about the sessions? I would say yes. I've had two clients I was able to relate to in a different way, which helped build rapport. We were just able to connect on those experiences that you can't get anywhere else but there. And I found it easier to help the client because I was able to word it in a way that he was able to understand and be a little bit more direct. So it was a lot easier to get him to engage from my perspective. According to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, or BLS, 21 million men and women, or 9% of the civilian population in age 18 and over, are veterans. A veteran is somebody that has fought for our freedoms and risked their lives for their country. There are many different things to consider when it comes to working with someone who is a veteran. The first thing to consider is that not everyone who has served considers themselves a veteran. The reasons vary, but some individuals do not want to identify themselves as a veteran. When trying to identify a veteran, you should ask, have you served in the military rather than are you a veteran? Because this can help set the tone for your sessions, and your client will see that you are willing to respect them just by asking them, even if they consider themselves as a veteran. Another thing that you should not say is thank you for your service. Another thing that is more appropriate to say is something like, thank you for your sacrifice. This is because not everyone who enlisted survey did make the sacrifice to enlist and join, so may even prefer for you to not say anything at all. It is never okay to ask the following. Did you see combat or how many people did you kill? Just like when you work with any client, one of the first steps is to build trust and rapport with the client. 
One of the building blocks of trust is to be genuine in who you are. You are not able to disclose any personal information, but be sure to stay away from comments such as, I almost signed up, or I always wanted to serve, but I never did. The reason for this is because these type of comments will not only cross boundaries, but you also don't want to compromise who you are and attempt to relate to your client. Be honest and genuine with you are veterans will appreciate you and make fun of you if you say, I almost signed up. Veterans will appreciate you for being you and your willingness to help them. By saying you wanted to join, it is not the same as actually serving for your country. A veteran is going to have a very different experience than you because they have very different experiences than you do. Even if they did not see combat, they went through something that you did not, and as hard as you may try, you cannot relate to them in any way. We want to respect our clients' experiences as much as possible. Every veteran has a story to tell. This is especially true true when you're talking with a veteran who's looking for assistance. Make sure to actively listen to the story to understand why the veteran is in the situation where they may need your help. Before working with a client with a military background, be sure to get rid of stereotypes when working with someone who is a veteran or someone who has military experience. If you need to judge someone who is a vet, do so on how he or she performs and not on some perceived notion on how you think he or she is programmed to act. Everyone is different and you should not automatically think that everyone who has served is going to have the same past or response to things. This is true for anyone that you may work with. Be sure to provide autonomy. Once they understand what is needed of them and how to do something, then it is important that you don't micromanage them. You can share your expectations with them and what they should be doing to achieve their goals, but provide them with the chance to get these done themselves. Don't automatically assume they cannot or will not do it. Challenge them with some degree of authority and responsibility to try to do things at their level so they're able to understand to their greatest ability. Many veterans also want structure. The more structured the session is, the more engaged the client is going to be. Also, be sure to be on time for sessions, as being on time is one of the most important things that veterans learn in the military. When they go through the military, they have a completely different culture, so their expectation of you may have to do with what they are used to. They are used to being on time and knowing exactly what is expected. It is also important to encourage socialization. Someone who served has far more value in social activities. Finding ways to get them involved in social activities could have a positive impact on their morale and their sense of camaraderie. In the military, they develop deep, meaningful relationships, so this may be something they want in their life ongoing. Help them find after-work activities, time with their families, finding a support group, and finding time doing something that they enjoy doing. Be sure to engage with your clients. Meeting with them once a week is our standard, but there may be times that your client may need additional engagement. Be sure to stay in touch with your client. Ask them things such as, how are you doing? Are they getting what they need to be successful? Are they adapting to how their lives are currently going? Are they being recognized for their accomplishment? Is anyone listening to their ideas and suggestions? Do you feel like you have everything that you currently need? Try to ask open-ended questions to get your client to engage. Show your client that you are wanting to know more about them and that you are willing to listen to what they have to say. Be sure to guide the conversation to keep it positive and productive during sessions. Also keep in mind that navigating through all the available veterans benefits and programs can be a daunting task for any individual. Fortunately, there are many local and national organizations that are available to assist. One is the 
American Legion. If you just Google American Legion Indianapolis and you'll be able to find someone. Also, every county in Indiana has like a VSO, which is a veteran service officer. So you can also just Google that too and then find who it is and contact them. And their job is to help veterans with benefits and stuff. Be sure to help your client find them and how also how to continue using these programs with needed. There are many general needs that a veteran may have. These include having access to free VA health care that they might not know is being offered to them. They may need to adjust back to civilian life from low food insecurity, depression, PTSD, anxiety, and dealing with the loss of friends. Veterans may also have issues working in the civilian world because you cannot just yell and cuss at everyone. Drug and alcohol use is higher in veterans than non-veterans. The VA healthcare is 100% free and will last the rest of a veteran's lifetime. The requirement is that they must have served at least 90 days on active duty. They also cannot have received a dishonorable discharge. A veteran can apply in person at the VA hospital or online at www.va.gov slash health dash care slash how dash to dash apply slash. VA disability is a monthly tax-free payment to veterans who get sick or injured while serving in the military. This can range from physical injuries to mental health conditions. Other resources include the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. 24-7 support for veterans and their loved ones. You can also text 838-255. Local county veteran, the Local County Veteran Service Officer, or the CVSO, can offer free assistance with benefits, education, employment, disability claims, etc., those who work in or have access to Murray County can also email veteran.services at nd.gov or call their phone number at 317-327-8387. Please include your name, telephone number, which side of Marion County you live in, whether that be north, south, east, or west, and a brief message. If you have questions or need or want more resources, please ask your team leader, your team, or someone from the diversity committee they will be sure to get, get you the help that you need. At the beginning of the podcast, Jack talked about the many challenges that veterans face after they leave the military. It has been described that loyalty, commitment, intimacy, and cohesion with one's unit is what holds military people together. Having a shared experience will define members of a group, and this can also separate them from non-members. Once you leave the military, it can be difficult to navigate leaving your group and trying to create new friendships and relationships. This can make someone feel lost. We can also make it harder for them to find and to get their other necessities in order. Someone may struggle to adapt to life after serving, and this can make it difficult for them to find jobs, housing, resources, and many other things. Not every veteran that you work with will have these issues. Just like anyone else, everyone is different, so you will need to talk to your client to have a better understanding on how you can help them. Many veterans struggle to find work after they return home. People often join the military right out of high school. This is why they may not have the education as necessary for many jobs. As a veteran, finding decent employment is not given just because he slash she has served his or her country. Many veterans haven't learned how to translate their experiences into comparable civilian applications. Veterans do a noble thing by serving their country. 
However, many of them struggle with a sense of purpose and identity after they return home. They may have self-esteem issues because they no longer have the noted title that they used to have. Their mental health stability may also not be where it used to be. Remember that every veteran is different, so not all of these things apply to each and every one of them. It is estimated that 30% of homeless people are veterans. The reason that so many veterans are at risk for homelessness is that many of them suffer from addiction and mental illness. Another reason is that some veterans are unable to make enough money to pay for their housing. As we talked about before, a lot of veterans go into the military or up to high school, so they may not have a place to stay when they come back. They may not know how to go about getting their own housing. Another thing to consider is that many veterans sustain injuries while they are in combat. Amputation scars and disfigurements are some of the physical injuries that people may get while they are in combat. These physical handicaps can make it even more difficult to get a job, and they can also cause some self-esteem issues. Depression and suicidal rates are higher among people who have served in the military. The reason people do not get the help that they need is that there's social stigma attached to it. Calls can also be a barrier that stops people from getting mental health treatment. All right, well, this is the end of our Diversity Matters podcast on veterans. Thank you all so much for listening. To recap this episode, we were able to interview Jack. We talked about things to keep in mind when working with veterans, how to talk to veterans, and helping your client find resources that can help them. If you know any other resources that were not mentioned, please, please reach out to Diversity Committee so that these resources can be served with others. Remember that each and every client we work with is different and we have different wants and needs when working with them. Make sure to check out the announcements for our upcoming podcasts. We want to have more guests on the show, so please let us know if you want to be one. If you want to follow up with questions or advice, please contact us via email. If Also, if you want to submit a request for upcoming topics, please send us an email for that as well. We can't wait to hear from you.